Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for joining us on the Simplified Marketing Podcast. I'm John Lawley. Um, I spent 10 years working in the uh, media, TV, advertising agencies in London's West End before starting out my own company five years ago now. The whole premise for this podcast is what's working out there at the moment. We always hear from Americans about all this amazing different marketing and all the different techniques that they're using to make a million different sales and how something went from zero to $5 billion within two months. But what actually works? If you're not a huge corporate company, if you haven't got that you know, one small $1 million loan from your father to set up a business, how do you actually get ahead in this world as a one-man business everything up to 50 or 100 employees. What really works? So on today's podcast, we're very fortunate to have a very young guy called Lorenzo. He's built up his own business, Brick Digital, which is all about search engine optimization. He's a specialist in SEO and also Google pay-per-click advertising, and now works and shares his expertise with business owners in North London and the surrounding areas. So let's find out more. Okay, hello and welcome. Welcome, Lorenzo. Good to see you back on the podcast. Yep, thanks for having me again, John. Um, so, local search, why is it important? Well, I think, as we all do, we all jump on Google for everything we do. But when it comes to localities, we want to, if we're looking for a service or a product nearby us, we're even more likely to jump on search, I think, because you realise that there are a plethora of businesses around you that you might not know of or some services you didn't know you actually have on your doorstep. So we're all using local search constantly. And I think for businesses, it is very important. Also, local businesses could, are missing out on a massive chunk of their potential customer base right on their doorstep. They didn't know they could get hold of if they're not capitalizing on local search. So we're talking about um, small, you know, one-man bands, sole traders, mm-hmm. smaller businesses, high street shops, um, anyone who's in... Anyone who has a shop or a locality that is in a certain area? Well, I think that might be the case. That is the case most of the time. But what I think also businesses forget is that a lot of them are still local businesses. They might deal with national clients, but they're, like I said, they're missing out on a massive customer base nearby them. So that could be um, business-to-business services. They are still they are still losing out on a lot of business that's nearby, even if they're to sort of focus on the people within a five mile radius of their office address. Still, a lot more, lot more customers for them to be to them to be having. So it's not just high street shops or vendors like that. It's actually a lot more businesses than you think would benefit from lo- focusing on local search a lot more. Well, so so franchisees, for example, could be. Yeah, franchises are a perfect example of it. So you obviously got your head head office, which are always always doing something on local search for each individual franchisee, but then the franchisees themselves focusing on just their area. Um, for example, if you were a rubbish collection service or something along the lines, and you'd want people within your area to find you, and more than likely as well, people in your area are searching for a rubbish collection service near them. They don't want one that's based in Manchester or that they aren't looking for one in the UK. They're looking for something nearby, so they might search rubbish removal Hounslow because that's their borough. Well, that's perfect for a rubbish collection service in Hounslow. Whereas if they were just, they wouldn't be, like I said, they wouldn't be searching for rubbish collection UK because it's not local enough to them. So, so that localized search then is, is a very powerful way of getting, well, I suppose getting to the top of the search results quite quickly, reasonably quickly. Or is, is that, does it take a while? How does it, how does it work? Well, that's the beauty of local, isn't it really? You've got less competition in general. 
um, because that a lot of the other businesses, A, aren't focusing on it, and B, some of the other businesses might be smaller than yourself or just aren't committing, don't have the finances to work on local search as much. Then it can be quite competitive if you are in an area like London or, or you know, specific areas within London, it can still be quite competitive. So it's not a get rich quick scheme, it's not fast, you won't get there quickly, but getting to the top locally is well worth it for most businesses. And how, just how does it work then? Is it other actionable points that you can put in place and look at doing? So obviously, as an agency that works on local search, organic SEO and search engine optimization, if you don't know what that is, we obviously have a lot of trips, tricks up our sleeves that help us help clients get to the top of Google and make sure the people nearby them are finding them. But if you're a small business owner who maybe either you don't think you have the finance at the moment to invest in search, or you just have some time instead, or you have team members, there are a few actionable points such as making sure that starting simple really is making sure that you have a Google business listing. So Google gives you the opportunity to have a free business listing, which are those map listings that we see, say I was to search for rubbish collection Hounslow, I'd see a list more than likely see a map with three results. Now, those listings are free to build, easy, you just verify them with your address and then you're set up and go. So that's the, the first step that any local business can take. If you already have one, then more than likely, and we see this all the time, is that businesses haven't filled them out completely. They might start right. them and feel like, you know, we put our logo in, that's enough. Well, the more you can update them, the more com the more content you can put into it. So the more words, the more um, mentions of your services in the description box. The description gives you 750 characters at present. Make sure you use as much of it as possible. Um, in the title, you can use your business name and maybe the main service you offer. So it might be that you you mention Rubbish Collection in your title alongside your brand name. And also, as I said, adding as many photos, videos as possible. Now, something along, something even more simple with those business listings is you can now make a post similar to Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere. You can make a post on the business listing. Now, we've seen that that actually helps businesses a lot more in appearing in that top three. So there's a few actionable points there, but the main thing, as I say, is start simple. Focus on that Google business listing and really pump it full of information. Make sure you're keeping it fresh and up to date. And of course, that is if anyone reviews your business through Google, that's the first place you can see those exactly. started reviews. Exactly. It all gets, gets put in there. So that's that's quite an interesting point. Then. So um, you can actually create posts within that. Does that help with um, a customer experience or a customer expectation, if you like? You can show parts or if you're a... a a restaurant, for example, you can start to show the pictures of the food, the place. Well, exa exactly. I think it, even if it does, if it does nothing for promoting a specific service you have, all it can do is that it shows people that you're up to date and that you're fresh. And that I mean, we all go come across websites where we find their Facebook page and they haven't updated it since 2017, and it That's just <laughs> it just gives you a little. It knocks their authority in your eyes slightly, or you might even think they've gone out of business or something. It just it starts to open up questions, unanswered questions. Whereas if they go to your Google business listing and you have a post, they last around seven days. So if you have a post within the last seven days, you can update them on something that's going on, even if it's just you know something that happened in the office or a new addition to the team, you can post it there. And obviously it just shows people that you are a real business, you're still operating, and you're operating at a level that shows you're an authority because you are ahead of the game in that you're using these posts because a lot of businesses aren't using them at the moment. And it's a free tool. And it's totally free, yeah. Just It's just the time to fill it in. Um, no, no that's, that sounds like uh, an amazing kind of leap forward for people 
many people don't really know about um, free free tools that we can give. Yeah. So how? Do, I mean, what, what's the what's the end result of something like this? So that's only the end result that we're all going after when we do this sort of stuff is to sit there in the sort of top three pack. If we're doing it for working on a Google business listing, is to sit there in that map section and make sure that when somebody searches for my services in my area, I'm there and I'm appearing. And the beauty of that is, is that usually next to that listing there, we'll have a button to call us direct, a website link, or even if it's if they know, if Google knows that you're a shop or that you're a sort of uh, a high street based business, it will have directions options as well. So it's it's really the simplest way for people to get in touch with you. And we all know that when we you know when we Google things and we get offered somewhere nearby, if it's got the call button, we're looking for that service. We're more than likely going to hit it. And it's basically Google providing the lowest threshold to action for somebody to take action with us. If they go through to our website. They've got to find the number and call it, but Google's really giving you the opportunity to just get instant access to those customers as long as you can get to the top of the listings there. So if you're at the top of the listings, then you're more likely for someone to call you, visit your website, take action, yeah, make an inquiry. Well, they say that the, the top the top three Google listings there, either organically or in the maps, um, organically we mean the search at the actual links below the maps, if you're in the maps, those map sections receive sort of over 33% of all the clicks on that first page. Right. So that's where people are looking. And I think I speak for everyone. So that is where we look first. And obviously it even displays your review stars. So if I see a business there who has lots of reviews, sort of anything from four to five star rating, well, then it, there isn't much reason I shouldn't contact them if I search for their services. So how, so how long does it take? to get to the top of those listings. Is it a long kind of run process or is it, does it depend on the business? It, it depends hugely, not only on the business, but the competition level in that market. So if you're in a business, if you're in an industry where all your competitors know how valuable search is and they're all investing time, money and effort, then it's gonna be more competitive. Um, but it can happen as quickly as sort of two weeks from you starting your Google business listing to appearing there, all depends on how well you're doing it, um, and as also as I said, if you're in a competitive industry, you might not be, you might not have the knowledge to be able to do it yourself. There are some other factors that play into it that a require a lot of time and b require some expertise. But um, in general, it can be it can be the fastest way to start getting more leads for your business is by focusing on that Google business listing. And I think my biggest tip is to keep it fresh and up to date. So keep it keep it fresh, keep it up to date, keep renewing it, keep having new posts. Keep um, keep the information flowing. So yeah, you know, Google is always looking out for. And how does that impact, say, the rest of your your marketing mix? I mean, if you are doing very well in local search and you're getting the inquiries from there, is it is it still worthwhile using, say, Google Google Ads, for example, or things on Facebook, etc.? Well, Google Ads are always always useful, and we always tie them in when working with the client. We always sort of advise that we're doing optimizing their either their local search or just their organic search presence, but at the same time while using Google Ads. Now, the reason being is because, as I just mentioned, if you are to work on even just your Google business listing, and even if you're in a sort of semi-competitive space, it might take three months for you to start getting phone calls, two to three months, whereas Google Ads can provide that instant traffic to your website. Now, actually, nowadays, Google will actually display in some searches above those map listings as, a, as another map listing, it will actually display your ad. 
So if you are using Google Ads, you can actually shortcut your way to the top of the map listings at the same time. Right. See, okay. So another byproduct of that is that you're just purely getting more traffic from Google Ads instantly to your website. And we find that, you know, if somebody's just set up a new website or a business has just launched their new website, um, they're not likely to want to wait three months to see if that new website is going to drive any more inquiries. They need traffic straight away and they need to know that the concept works. And otherwise, if it doesn't, there can be some tweaks made as the website has been launched so that it does lead people to make an inquiry. Google Ads are perfect for that because obviously you switch it on one day and the next day you've got qualified leads. Some of you've set it up properly, come into your website. Um, and obviously it's all Google products. So Google likes when you use their ads and working on their platform. So um, it really does tie in hand, to, hand in hand and Google Ads are still very relevant nowadays. But just going back to um, local search, if you are a business that has a number of different sites, is that something that you can you can use as well? Is that a valuable resource? Yeah, so I mean, similarly to the, the franchises, you, if you have a number of sites, that's fine. It's It becomes an issue when people use this as a tactic really to sort of steal new business from new areas they're not actually in. Right. So if you're just creating listings you have one location and you don't really have any other offices or any other main service areas, but you're creating listings for the purpose of tricking people into calling you because they think you're based in Surrey, but you're not, you're in Hounslow or something like that, you know, a locality is not really yours, then it becomes an issue because Google won't accept and verify the listing. But um, if you do have more than one location, one office, or even like I said, if it's a franchisee, then yes, if they, if the, the brand can own lots of different listings, um, all depends on how how closely the franchisees are to the franchise. So sometimes, as I said, the fran the headquarters might want to keep all of that in house, and they don't want the franchisees to control it. But sometimes franchisees are open to sort of engage with agencies like us. Sometimes we work with individual franchisees to help them in local search. Whereas sometimes you have to work with the HQ rather than the franchisee themselves. But that could work. So if it's good work for franchisees, good work for franchisors, but also, if you say own three or four different clothing shops in certain some areas around North London, yeah, that shop is a, a headquarters in that area. Yeah, exactly. That can be the, the the feature of that business. Exactly, and as long as you can verify that address with Google, then what what it will happen is really is that's your pinpoint, and then anything in a certain mile radius, any search that goes on in that area for either your clothes shop or a clothes shop of your type, then if you've done your things properly, then you'll appear um, anything within that radius. Or if people are outside of London searching for um, something in London, then once again, any businesses within the radius of London will get shown in that local search option. So, so that could be quite interesting. I mean, does that, does, so you talk about reputation management, for example, and things like the reviews that are on there. Does that, is that across the board? So you've got four different sites. Does the, does the um, reviews are they across the board or are they just for those well, specific areas? Well, this is the thing. At the moment, Google reviews work per listing. So you could have 50 on your site in Hounslow, but none on your, on your site in Surrey. And that's something that you have to do per area basis. And I think it's fair as well, because if you are reviewing your experience in the store in Surrey, then it might not be the same as your experience in the store in Hounslow. So no, it doesn't go across the board. So therefore, it's to be quite important, I suppose, for the owner to make sure that they're putting the same amount of effort into all their different areas 
Yeah. To make sure that everything's at scratch. Exactly. And make sure they're collecting the reviews at each one. If they have a system whereby they collect reviews, not just using the Google sticker that they send you out to put in your window. <laughs> so um, if, you know, for, for new startups and local business owners um, in and around, well, anywhere in the UK or around the world really using it, what is the first thing that they need to do? The first thing they need to do is, I think it's for anyone, regardless of startup brilliant, is to look at your everything you're doing online, your Facebook page, your Google businesses in your website, and asking people to look through them and actually tell you what they believe you do. And ask them to actually, something I like to do is ask businesses, get somebody to read it that knows nothing about your business, nothing about what you do, especially if you're a new startup. It's perfect for messaging as well, which is separate from sort of what we're talking about today. But ask them to look through everything you have, your Google business listing, your website, and say to you, what are three things you search in Google that you believe would that I, I should be shown for? And the reason being is because sometimes you think your website communicates that you are a damp-proofing company, but really it doesn't perfectly indicate that to all of the people that are viewing it. And I think it's a great insight. And then that same insight that they give might be because of a few words they saw that led them down a different route. Well, the same thing will happen to Google's robots when they view your site. They'll be led down that different route and you won't be shown as a damp proofing company in London. You might be shown for lots of other irrelevant keywords. So that's the first thing I say is always to review what you've got. But in terms of action, first thing is to start a Google business listing and obviously to start your website and make sure that your website communicates the right things, not only to your users, but to Google as well. What do you want to be shown for? and make sure that you're communicating that with Google's robots through the content on your website. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, uh, Lorenzo. Now, Lorenzo's very kindly put together a PDF guide uh, with a lot of those tips in from today's episode, which you can actually download a bit further down on the page. Um, if you've got any questions, you can, of course, get in touch with the show. Uh, the contact details are below. Um, and I hope that was very useful for you. Lorenzo, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, John. Thank you. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.